to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Holy smokes, Batman. It's Gaggle of Geeks with uh, Blake Howard and Sophie Live. Geese time. Hi, Blake. Hey, Soph. Welcome to Gaggle Geeks podcast, folks. Two SERs, blown up version of our short version that jumps in on Sophie's show, so hot right now. So thank you so much for listening. It is an exciting show this week. We have so much to get to, and we do not want to waste any of your time getting there. So, Soph, who are we speaking to today? How freaking awesome is it? Oh, my God. We're speaking to Madeline Sammy and Jackie Van Beek. Now, they're from the land known as New Zealand. Not not our seventh state, as much as Australians think that it is. <laughs> really isn't. The the awesome aisle to our right, our lovely neighbours in NZ, and these two amazing, incredible creatives um, who have had some like pretty sort of long um, careers in New Zealand, have, have kind of collaborated for the first time on a feature-length comedy. It's called The Breaker Uppers. It has opened um, the Sydney Film Festival, and we are just absolutely tickled that you guys are about to listen to our chat with those two amazing women. And here it is. Have you had enough of your unhappy relationship but are finding it really Really, really hard. And we mean super hard to break up with someone. Never fear. Enter the Breaker Upperers, who will do the hard work for you. The opening film for this year's Sydney Film Festival. And joining us now from the faraway land of New Zealand is the Upper Breaker, uh, the Breaker Upperers directors and stars, Jackie Van Beek and Madeline Sammy. Hello. Hello. It's like, it's like in a little alt um, title there, the Upper Breakers. <laughs> Maybe in the Northern Hemisphere they'll play it like they're upside yeah. down and yeah. inside out. Yeah. There's there's an alternative Denmark poster where that's the title. <laughs> well, that's looking super serious <laughs> yeah. with some ice yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, by a lake. Yeah, by a yeah, like by, by a, a blue lake. lake. Oh, and there's a murder and there's a knife. Yeah, and oh, it's a you did top of the lake, right? So that's you've that's done it. You guys. I, I wasn't actually. I'm just shooting a a crime drama at home at the moment. I'm acting in it, playing a detective, being very serious. So it's way more serious. I've flipped the switch completely. Madeline shows me her kind of acting sometimes and she just does a lot of like really serious like frowns and then glances around the room a lot. She's I a glance detective. around the room a lot. <laughs> it's really <laughs> entertaining. And I go, Look, you can save us both a lot of trouble, mate, if you just blow it. And honestly, the, all the actors have seen me in this latest film, The Breaker Uppers, they crack up at me because they don't want to take yeah. me seriously. Because you're an idiot. <laughs> That's true. You're an idiot who's been cast in a really cool crime drama. That's true. And I'm jealous. I think the producers are kicking themselves. I was going to say, if you didn't get the audition because of your exceptional police work in The Breaker Uppers, <laughs> <then> I don't <laughs> really know. I don't really know what else is going on. I actually turned up the first day that no one in New Zealand is going to hear this, eh? Are they? Nah. Are they? Nah. Maybe So not. I turned up the first day, guys, and there's a bit in the movie. You've seen it. I've seen it. And I actually, because New Zealand's such a small pool of actors, I had to do exactly the same scene. I'm not going to give it away. Mm. But I had to do exactly the same scene, but just in a drama with what? the same actor from the movie. <laughs> and no see. one, the producers didn't pick up on it, so, so um, they'll probably have to cut that. I'm just going to watch that episode. Yeah. Just to see. Oh, yeah. Compare notes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackie auditioned for my boss in this drama. Yeah, I didn't even oh. get a callback. I shouldn't get a callback. <laughs> I think what? I was, yeah, maybe I was playing it too hard, like too tough, too cool. Yeah, probably. I can see you pl- doing that. You play sure. too hard or too tough. <laughs> so I-, I was lucky enough to see the film already. I wanted to say it's amazing. So it's absolutely sensational. I saw it at nine o'clock in the morning, which is unusual. <laughs> no drinks. 
but I'm so desperate to see it again that I'm going to go see it at the opening night again. It's Great. fantastic. Yay. Um, and I'm just flabbergasted with your cast. They are freaking hilarious, every single one of them. And I have a real soft spot for Michael Mann, so your joke about Last of the Mohicans um, uh-huh. as Mel <laughs> Madeline was... Phenomenal! Like I just, I'm a big fan of him and that film. Oh yeah! I was waiting for another callback line. That Damn was my it. first question. If we had, had more than 22 days to shoot our film, there definitely would have been last of the most. Because Jack, callbacks. I can see her with a Daniel Day Lewis head vein, like screaming <laughs> that to you. No matter how long it takes, no matter how far. There's an idea in the there. Waterfall. There's an idea in there. I love the waterfall jump. Yeah, yeah the waterfall. Beautiful. beautiful. You guys are now the, like the top. In the top 30 grossing films of all time in New Zealand. I think we made the top 20. Now in your top 20. I think I saw a I think we're inching close to the top 10. Oh, wow. Do you think? Could we say that? That's what, we've had 22 films and made in New Zealand over the last 50 years, and we are in the top. <laughs> Has it been awesome? She gets very distracted, <laughs> in it, especially coffee. in an interview. She's pressing all the buttons. Has it been awesome? One today. talking about the movie. Yeah, it's been awesome. <laughs> it's been awesome. But you know what's awesome? I'm see. I'm bringing it back on track. That's what I do. Well you know what's awesome? We get to see. <laughs> we get to see Celia Pacola today. Yes. Who's also yep. in the movie, Amazing. and our co-star Anna Scottney has just flown over from New Zealand. So we're very excited. To see them as well today. Anna Scottney, I would hazard to say, nearly steals the whole movie no, in that final it. act. You can say it. You can she, say she, it. I think it's a credit to your phenomenal writing. She just has so much to do. Like, she has so much to do. Anna did a lot of, we did a lot of improvisation in the film, and Anna is an incredible improviser. Like, she would just start and just not stop until we, and we didn't want to ever and say we cut. Just, if one of us was to, we'd just be in tears behind the camera, just letting it roll. Yeah. Wasting so all of our shooting time. Then we had to remember to get ourselves on screen sometimes. We'd have to go, oh, we've got to do our bit. Oh, we've got one, we've got, we've got 10 minutes to shoot the final scene of the movie because we wasted all that time on the improv, but oh well. Hey, it's all in the movie. It's great. It's all there, yeah. How was it directing yourselves? It was pretty weird. It was just, it was quite all consuming, you know. It took a while to kind of warm into the process because we didn't go in having directed a film together before, or let alone co-directing and co-starring, so we we sort of found it pretty organically. There were definitely days where I'd go home and go, oh, I wish I'd directed a bit more today, or I wish we'd got that shot, or I wish I'd thought about it like that, or mm. you know, oh, I wish I'd said that improv line or whatever. But um, I think that we sort of yeah we sort of got there with our process in the end. Um, yeah, and, and one of our on-set producers, Ainsley Gardner, she's also a writer-director. So, um, you know, when Madeline and I were both in a scene and we want to do some, do some improv, and, of course, what we think is we're coming up with more and more comedy gold. <laughs> so, because, you know, when you're improvising, you don't want to be thinking about directing or anything else. You just want to be thinking about the gold. And so I, we would say to Ainsley, okay, you're allowed to shout out and tell us to stop, and you're allowed to call cut. So she, that was great that there was someone yeah. to yeah. rein it in. Yeah, and often, um, you know, it, was, it worked really well on days when neither Jackie or I, or I were in, like, in the scene, though, so we could direct each other. And um, and yeah, on the other days, we'd just go a bit mad. But we got there in the end. It was yeah, good. it was fun. It was like a circus. You know, it was fun. But <laughs> yeah. but we knew that it would be like that. And and when we were, you know, talking to all of our kind of key crew and key cast, um, you know, we said it will be chaotic and we're not going to be able to give you enough time because we're writers, directors and actors. And so everyone kind of came on board, yeah. you know, kind of embracing the spirit of that. We had a... Um, Sixty-six percent female crew and yeah, cast. Yeah, a lot of a lot of chicks. Yeah, a lot of chicks, which was uh, also uh, it was sort of just that, that happened organically as well. Really, you know, at one point we Jackie and I were both staring back at a full 
female camera crew, which barely ever yeah, two has cameras. happened in my... Two cameras. All, <laughs> yeah. All, yeah, all females. Hey? So that was Amazing. cool. So, yeah, there were lots of really... Um, um, there was a really nice energy on the on the film behind the scenes, mm. and of course, in front of the <laughs> camera. <laughs> Madeline's putting on a really weird smile. I don't know what she's I was doing. Like, where is where she are we going from? with this? I was going to say happening? in front of the scenes. No, don't that, say that. That's not no, good England. No, you've said it. Yeah, it's not that's good not good England. England. Yeah, that's... I can speak good England. Myself. You can. No, you, no, you do. When we're back home. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have known each other for like twenty years. You've been friends for a long time. You've been yes. crossing each other, cross, crossing paths. <laughs> but how quickly did the breaker uppers sort of go from oh, this would be really fun for us to work together to oh no shit this is actually happening this is a movie and we want to make it and it's going to take twenty two days and I'm going to put this crew together. The idea kind of came to me one day. I got straight on the phone like that day. And um, rang Madeline and said we should like co-write and co-star in this. And then we just started. I went up to your mum's house, eh, and we just started like That's writing put, like that I put week. The fire on. You put the fire on it. Let's just <laughs> set the scene. We had a nice cuddle. Then we just kept writing and writing and writing. And then and then the next thing I remember is we we pitched the idea to Carthew Neal, who's worked with Madeline a lot, and I've known him forever. Um, and and he was working. Uh, his company was Picky Films, and that was with um, Taika Waititi as well. And so once they were like, yeah, let's make it a picky film. That's when things started to really kind of speed up and. But it was like four years riding on and off until we, everyone we was happy. We went through sort of a rigorous development period where um, we got, we were lucky enough to be funded by um, through various uh, film commission initiatives. So we it enabled us to kind of hunker down and like do a bit of work on the, this the script in between kind of different projects and life and you know yeah, yeah and Picky works in quite a collaborative way so they bring on you know uh, other right would have writers rooms and so would be workshopping and doing script readings all the time yeah. so there's quite a few kind of contributors really yeah and you know Jackie and I both came up through theatre so we both love working in a collaborative kind of improvisational kind of setting so yeah. we'd run we run a ran a workshop with a bunch of comedians just because we wanted to extract as much comedy out of it as we could and then we kind of went back in and got the worked on the story and the and the friendships and things like that so um yeah it was a it was a, a quite robust quite good, yeah. process that that was fun and all started started with a cuddle probably made you a little tea didn't i yeah i think we had a tea yeah <laughs> let's, let's set the scene again <laughs> madeline's putting the kettle on i forgot about that time you came over and i put that fire on so glad you remind me of that hey, it's such quite a danish nice. in a way yeah <laughs> i mean it's a brilliant concept though so how did it just kind of you know, flick into your head. Well, um, I don't know. It just is, well, you know, when you have, when you've been quite busy and you suddenly have spare time and that's when you have all your best ideas when you stop, you know. Yeah, I just thought of it. I guess I was thinking about, um, you know, all those conversations that we've all had about, oh, I need to break up with my partner, but I just don't, I can't face it. I can't face it. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to feel, you know, I feel sorry if I feel bad about it or they're going to be a real pain about it or it's going to mm. take take years of extraction. And, um, you know, I just thought... Um, I bet there'd be a lot of people out there that would pay money to have someone else do it for them. <laughs> you know, I thought that's a terrible idea, but it's a great kind of story idea. Yeah. Did you have a favourite like breakup scenario to write out of that? We we, we went through quite a few. I mean, we st- the f- the first draft of this film was ridiculous. Like it was a <laughs> it was sort of like a fifty million dollar film, and then we gradually, you know, we, we gradually got brought down to earth by the fact that we were we were never going to get that kind of budget. And so yeah, well, I mean, we kind of. One of the big breakups in the film is is um, Celia Bacola's character, but we, which I always, I don't know, I always like that one. It's just it's just a real standard kind of breakup, you know, kind of weak um, husband. Are they married? Can't you remember? Yeah, yeah they're married. Who, who just film. wants to get out of the way because he wants to go to 
to Rio. But we always knew that it was going to be a kind of premise-driven film, like, you know, the promise of the premise. But the main challenge for Madeleine and I was to develop a kind of the, the story of the friendship, you know, underneath all of this ridiculousness. And that's what we worked on the most um, over the writing period, was to making making sure there was some heart and warmth to the film. Otherwise, it's just a ridiculous bunch of, bunch of silly scenarios, yeah. I just really liked uh, uh, Rima Tiwata, who plays, yes. um, who plays Jen, Jackie's mum. I just that your entire family. The I, one of the things I think I love about the film, and I think I hope other people love it as well, is you see like there's a face value thing, like a really annoying family dinner where a mum is being a complete pest, and you guys deal with it in the most ludicrous fashion possible. <laughs> and I just think I, I wonder how you didn't you know corpse like or just completely cack yourselves in the middle of scenes, or you got someone like Rumi Tuata just like. Well, Rima, actually, there there is that horrific dinner scene um, in the film, and I think it was Rima who really, really lost it. We were in the same room for like six hours, and so you get quite kind of like similar to this room. Actually, everyone gets a little bit kind of manic, and she just couldn't. Like we had to keep calling cut because she kept giggling. Remember, yeah, everyone um, got the giggles at one point. She it was, was just like, "Come on, guys, we are a low budget museum. <laughs> we have got to film we, something. We've got twenty two days to shoot this. We cannot corpse." There was a lot of laughing. I think my my trickiest scene in terms of not corpsing was a scene when I'm sitting opposite Anna Scottney in a in a bar, and she's just doing crazy improv, and Madeline was directing so Madeline was just yelling out all these suggestions and Anna was just going for it and we had two cameras and so all of her stuff was amazing all of my stuff I'm just like laughing and can't use any of it because um, she was just yeah. making me hysterical yeah it was fun it was fun, fun but unusable unusable <laughs> <laughs> it's about 40 hours of our film that we cannot use um, good blooper reel though in the interest of Saving you guys time because I know you're about to head off to the open Sydney Film Festival and host. Do you, are you yeah. doing a bit of Q and A with Nashon at the beginning, the end? We're doing a, just a very short intro, and then if it goes well, it says in the itinerary, <laughs> get up and take a, ba- a bow. I think if it doesn't go well, <laughs> that's sneak actually out. in the out. Out. <laughs> yeah, It's quite nerve wracking because I saw a. Um, I I have not really. I've only been to Sydney once in the last fifteen years, and I've not been inside the State Theatre. And I saw problem? a a photo, a digital photo of the State Theatre today. And I felt nervous because it's got like columns and it's Let's big. Google and it's... It. I'm not scared of it. <laughs> so um, yeah, you're not scared of anything. So I feel very excited, but a bit nervous. I feel Sydney. What's that called? Anticipation is what I'm experiencing. Mm. Yeah. And but you've already like you crushed it at South by Southwest. You opened went well. You, yeah. You, you, crushed you were it. the darlings. So I read. Oh, <laughs> really? So I read. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, that was really fun going over there, and because um, we didn't know how it would play to Americans, but it played really well. And um, as much as we mock your guys' accents and stuff, I feel like that we are kind of cousins to you guys. So I have less trepidation about will they get it because I think you know. We get each other's stuff. We, get, we don't have the accent thing, although the Americans really um, responded to every – more jokes than I thought. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, you know, there's always that thing that gets a little bit, little bit lost in translation. And, mm. Yes. You know, we always, we're excited about Australia because there's less less to be lost yeah, in translation, I think, so, eh? I think yeah. Yeah. Um, so, look, I don't know how much time I've got left, so do we have much time? No, I don't think we've got much time. Oh, we've got more time? One more time. One more time. We've got one more whole interview. We're going to celebrate. I've seen your dance moves too. Have you? They're solid in the film. Oh. Who choreographed that? Amanaki Prescott, who actually was just going to be the choreographer, but then she ended up stepping in um, to replace an actor who just didn't turn up. She (laughs) choreographed it for us, and actually we got her to choreograph it for the audition process. So we got 
it was actually one of the hardest things to cast in the film. Was Seppa's um, kind of entourage with crew. crew because oh, yeah. they um, who are who do the best scene that's ever taken place in a bank since any film. Oh, amazing. Uh, any film. Bank. Um, but they, they, so they're made up of a bunch of um, wonderful actors from Auckland and also a, a voguing collective called Fuff Swag, who I was lucky enough to see do their own show at the Basement Theatre and I was like, we've got to get these girls in our movie somehow. And so we got about 15 girls or something to audition. Yeah. And they were also amazing and always had that idea of, of filling the frame with them or them kind of and we're like we can't pick them all because we, we there's not enough room yeah. in the mm. camera in the you know in the lens mm. to fit mm. them all that was one of the hard the toughest choices I, I had to make was we had to make was was picking was those a, girls yeah. Yeah. but they're, so, but they're all so amazing just going to say I just remember that our wonderful production designer Brent Fraser has just flown in and he hasn't seen the film yet and this what? is his yeah he's, um, he's coming to see it tonight for the first time so that's really exciting he made he because we uh, the kind of the world of the film is it's kind of the real world but just kind of a little bit kooky and so we just asked him to do that and he did such a great job of that. A lot of the films that get made in Auckland are like the wooden villas. You know they're very much like the architecture that that Auckland has made. We really wanted to be not not that and um, so we got Brant to like kind of Cook put it, it into some sort of weirder. You know it's still Auckland but it's kind of a weirder yeah. version of it or something. Yeah, and weirdly kind of more recognisable in a yeah, way. Yeah, a, I yeah. don't know. How, how did he do that? God, yeah. he's a magician, isn't he? Good art. We can talk to him tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I might get him around to my house. I might light a fire for that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Natalie, <laughs> Madeline, Sammy, I can't even talk now, um, and Jackie Van Beek from The Breaker Uppers. They're the stars, the directors, the writers. This is 2SER's Gaggle of Geeks. This has been an absolute pleasure. You guys are hilarious. The movie's freaking hilarious. It's going to totally kick ass at Sydney Film Festival opening night tonight. I know that. And look, Deadpool 2 raised a really high bar of the use of Celine Dion in a movie in 2018. And I would have to say, without spoiling much, I died and thought that your version of a Celine Dion song in a movie is probably the best thing I've seen this year and in a number of years. So thank you. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Wunderbar. And thank you for coming along. Thank you. Thank you. Weren't they lovely? Oh my god, they're so good. Too funny. Too funny for words in the movies. Amazing. It will come out in Oz shortly after. Um, I get a theatrical release shortly after um, uh, the Sydney Film Festival opening night. Um, and there's also a second screening at the Sydney Film Festival. So if you're listening to this right now and you've missed the opening night, there is one other screening of the fi- flick. Well, if you missed it at the Sydney Film Festival, never fear. Guess what? It's coming out in July. Coming out in July in Oz. 26th. Oh, Put it in your diaries. Have to. National have to. release. Um, and the big news is that is number right now it's about number 27 highest, 27th highest grossing New Zealand film of all time and growing. So Seriously? Yeah. So um, at their local box office. So lots of rave reviews. Um, the darling of South by Southwest. <laughs> the darling of South by Southwest. Um, just, a, just a ripper. So much fun. And like when it comes out... The perfect, the perfect, like, Saturday night rom-com sort of flavor, but <laughs> that's so much better. So, yeah, super excited for you guys to catch it. I'm going to say it. New Zealand's are probably the funniest people around. Yeah, and the funniest accent. Everything is funnier <laughs> in a New Zealand accent by far. Totally. Look what Taika did with Korg and Thor. Yeah. <laughs> Korg. Amazing. Korg. Beautiful. Wonderful. But, like, it wouldn't be Gaggle of Geeks if we didn't move to this horrible, horrible list. Officially on my shit list. Yeah, look, let's just talk really quickly. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran, 
um, who starters Rose in Ryan Johnson's episode eight, The Last Jedi, um, has left social media because of basically months and months of racist comments and trolling um, from sort of the extended Star Wars fandom that has sort of taken The Last Jedi under their wing and been mad at it um, for all of the things that it did that ruined their Star Wars, according to them. Um, And it's really blown up online today as Soph and I record this. Uh, It's blown up. It was like, you know, if you follow her on Instagram, she just had some of the most joyous pictures of her being fabulous, her in her tracky deck. She's a young woman who's having fun on Instagram like everyone is, except she's under way more scrutiny because she's in one of the world's biggest movies. And then you suddenly, you woke up and it was completely empty, completely blank. It's still there, but there's just no photos for people to comment on. So, um, but it's just so frustrating. Um, I was reading a tweet by Darren Hayes earlier um, this week where he was like, Star Wars fans, you do not, the like, you know, the directors and the actors do not owe you anything. No. <laughs> you can come and appreciate the art we've tried to create, but it is not yours. It doesn't belong to you. No. And this is the thing. They've taken it and they're like, it is my franchise. If you fuck with it, we'll fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, look, it's really weird. Uh, I the only thing I have to say is, number one, if you didn't like The Last Jedi, fine. Mm. You know, do do what you do when you don't like movies. You can say you don't like it, whatever. That doesn't ever, that never entitles you to completely shit on um, anyone that is involved in any film like that and say racist comments or anything like that. It doesn't entitle you to do that shit. Um, as far as I'm concerned, like, but it's please also- do not, like, right now, if you follow me and you're listening to this, and you were personally like a person that ever commented on Kelly Marie Tran's Instagram, unfollow me now. Get like, out. Stop. Same with stop me. Stop listening. Unsubscribe. <laughs> it's over. Um, they owe you nothing. And if you don't like a character, who cares? Um, I, I, I honestly think there's so many of these Star Wars fans, um, for better or worse, who just wanted to continue. Like, you know, th- they're, they're very difficult to please because I'm a Star Wars fan and I love Star Wars. And I'm, and I'm okay to shit on the Star Wars entries that I don't like. Mm. Um, but I would never like personally go and attack Donald Glover's Instagram or um, oh Alan uh, Aaron Ricks or, or or go and shit on Ron Howard on Twitter. Like, why would I do that? I wouldn't do it. I would get more mad at him for saying that the movie's inspired by heat than the actual final product of the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, it just doesn't entitle you to be a complete asshole to people. And if that's what you think is going to change the way that they make those films, you're just a maniac. You're it just an really absolute is. lunatic. And it's such a misogyny problem because it's it's so much more against the female characters. Of course it is. And it's like, you know, so you've got Marie, um, Marie Kelly Tran just taken off. Um, and poor Daisy Ridley from... Oh, she's gone. She's She's, she's been off Instagram she, for some like time. Some time because of the same things. Like, who is this woman? It's just like, grow up. Like, seriously. I don't think that... I think... I think. But it's like it's like there's one gender in this world that should dominate. And it's like, oh, God, really? Are you still living in that bloody archaic world? And, you know, look, today I, you know, I just put a simple tweet up and this is all I really have to say on the subject. I put a simple tweet up today. It's pretty rude. I will censor it. Um, I said, if you ever took time to put shit on Kelly Marie Chan, unfollow and block me, you racist, petty C-words. Because that is that is what it is. It totally um, is. And I had one phenomenal response from a buddy of mine who I know is a an adoring and enduring Star Wars fan, liked Solo more than I did, liked you know Rogue One more than I did, likes the entire series. He's <laughs> an obsessive, Stu Coot, who's a friend. And he wrote back just a comment to me, which was, 
That's how we're going to win. Not fighting what we hate, saving what we love. And it's the inimitable line that Rose, Kelly Marie, uh, Kelly Marie Tran's character, says um, in the film. Um, and that's exactly what we should do. So the people who love Star Wars and think that this behavior is abhorrent, you should call it out and don't let people get away with this bullshit. And people who are just anonymously racist online, like your, your time is coming up. Like it's, it's going to be way harder for you to just get away with this intolerable bullshit um so yeah it's the shit list is shitty and and there's a there's a big family of fans out there and there are some you know and the vast majority are great yeah vast majority even if they didn't like it they still would not shit on someone there's a very small extremely vocal critical minority um, who, who, who are doing some really nasty things to some of the but people the people involved. who are friends with these so-called fans, like honestly, just because you're all fans doesn't mean you don't call them out. And I think that's the thing. No, you they, have to call them out. They've been quiet too long. They're like, oh, they're entitled to their opinion. Oh, we're all just fans. Like seriously, it's yeah. gotten to the point where it's gone so extreme. It's like, you know, violent, vitriolic. It's awful. Yeah, it's and so cool. And seeing Kelly Marie Tran on screen as a Vietnamese girl <laughs> – God, it was awesome. Yeah. And, and, and I imagine that for uh, like uh, African-American or Afro-English people or Nigerian people who saw John Boyega on screen, mm. it was amazing. Or seeing Oscar Isaac, if you're a Hispanic person, or seeing just Daisy Ridley as it a was... girl, as the hero of yeah. the story. Um, it's huge. And I just think that, you know, uh, but people have spent such a long time loving these movies for the the entirety of their lives that like you said they feel like they're entitled to the direction themselves which is just silliness i went through stages of both loving and loathing the original prequels and 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 talking very candidly that i just thought that they were a bad idea that mm. doesn't mean i don't love star wars and no. that doesn't mean i'm going to go and like go onto natalie portman's instagram and shit on her or hayden christensen's personal social media and shit on him i mean People are ambitious. They make failures, whatever. Like, the people are loving... They're not, no one's ever going out to make a bad movie. They're a village of amazing creatives that create these films. And you're just shitting on one character who just is of Asian descent, who you didn't like, and she's a girl, and she's vulnerable. And you want to do that on social media? You're a maniac. You are just a... Like, you're a horrible person. You're a C-word, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Very good. You'll take us off air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but... what a th- We can't end on that, Blake. So I'm going to say we're going to end on something a bit better. Our good friend Maria Lewis has a new book coming out. She does. She does have a new book coming out. And uh, I'm very happy um, I'm very happy to say that she really enjoyed my reaction tweet. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> uh, to this. So her new book is called The Witch Who Caught a Death. It's coming out Halloween 2018, just like her last book. It if came you know from the Maria, Halloween, yeah. most apt day for it. It's her <laughs> holiday, right? And so on the 31st of last year, it came from the deep, which I think is an absolute ripping, just standalone merman novel, um, which is only available on digital download. It's not a physical book. But you mm. can get the ebook now. Still get it. It's fantastic. It's one. It's it's actually, um, it might be my favorite of her books. Um, really, that's, that's a lot. I, I really love Who's Afraid and Who's Afraid Too. Of course, it's like the mythology. Mm. Um, but but really, I, I I love it. And uh, so her her book, The Witch Who Caught a Death, um, got announced this week. Um, and and my reaction on Twitter, which I'll say again, is I'm stiff as a board for this. I oh my am, god, I just love uh, it. You quoted the craft. <laughs> <laughs> it's the craft. I need to watch that again. Actually, watched it many times as a young lad. Was quite mildly obsessed with uh, witchy, uh, Wiccan kind of 
hot chicks um, and really thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, but yeah, so really, really excited. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I couldn't be more proud of her. She's like my bestie. Um, but, uh, you know, get out there. If you haven't read Who's Afraid, Who's Afraid 2, they're out now all around the place. If you haven't read It Came From The Deep and you want to dive into a single novel, really digestible, um, super great, um, check it out. But Maria Lo- uh, MariaLewis.com is where you need to go and find that stuff. Um, you can find out it all there and uh, and tell you more about it as it happens. Excellent. Blake, that's us for now. Um, if you're in New South Wales, happy long weekend. Happy long weekend, folks. Happy binging. Yeah, binge a lot. And I'll be <laughs> at the Sydney Film Festival bleary-eyed and seeing too many films. And lastly, if you're listening to Gaggle of Geeks, um, One Heat Minute Live is happening on Saturday night at 7pm, June 9th at Sydney Town Hall. Um, we have lots of special guests, one very dear to this show, may have just mentioned her. Um, what? S- oh, spoilers! Um, what? And, uh, Sorry, huh? And, Did uh, I hear something? <laughs> uh, Luke Buckmaster from The Guardian, Garth Franklin from Dark Horizons, and Stu Coot, who I mentioned earlier, Star Wars fan and Cinephiles third leg of the tripod are all joining me live for the show it's going to be fun come along have some fun with us and uh, can't wait to do it and can't wait to see you guys there or catch you next week on gaggle till then bye, bye.